You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is Harry Truman talking about his party's likely nominee in 1960. And it's not very friendly. Last Wednesday, former President Harry S. Truman resigned as a delegate to the Democratic presidential nominating convention scheduled to begin in Los Angeles a week from Monday. I have resigned as a delegate from Missouri to the Democratic National Convention. I did this because I have no desire whatever to be a party to proceedings that are taking on the aspects of a prearranged affair. The convention which is controlled in advance by one group and its candidates leaves the delegates no opportunity for a democratic choice and reduces the convention to a mockery. I've always believed that the Democratic Party should stand for an open convention and should resist any bandwagon that thwarts or stifles the free and deliberative process of this great instrument of democracy. Don't mind that happening in the Republican Convention, you understand? (laughs) The Democratic Party must never be allowed to become a party of privilege where men of modest means, or no means at all, cannot rise to a service in the nation. I want to make it clear that my disappointment at the manner in which some of the backers of Senator Joseph F. Kennedy have acted involves in no way, in my own mind, the person or qualifications of the senator himself. I think, to a great extent, Senator Kennedy is a victim of circumstances. I've always liked him personally, and I still do. And because of this feeling... I want to say to him at this time that I'm going to quote the statement that I'm making to Senator Kennedy. Senator, you, are you certain that you are quite ready for the country, or the country is ready for you, in the role of president in January 1961? I have no doubt about the political heights to which you are destined to rise, but I'm deeply concerned and troubled about the situation we are up against in the world now and in the immediate future. That is why I hope that someone with the greatest possible maturity and experience would be available at this time. And it's something I wasn't even aware of until there was a recent discussion on the Fans of My History Can Beat Up Your Politics discussion page on Facebook. And I'm going to read a comment that we received uh, on that forum, which was really good about the cast I just did uh, on the five historical trends favoring both Trump and then Hillary. Um, quick note, thank you for subscribing to the premium cast. You know, it's a, there's a good listener base for this program, but we are kind of a small club, those that are interested in politics history. So I appreciate that you can help support this program to keep it going. Just after I launched the premium podcast, I just had a recent increase in a support fee for 
one of my websites that makes this premium podcast happen. So things like that are happening all the time. There's costs. And so this is really a big support. We got people in the Friends. We got Grover Cleveland's. We got Chet Arthur's club members. And we even got Cincinnati. So it's been great. And I really appreciate it. One of the things you get, I told you you'd get bonus episodes, a little commentary on on episodes that we just did. So I'm going to read his question because it's a really good one. And it brought up some things that I didn't address. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We all know how important it is to keep your eye on the money and not just your own. To follow trends, track financial situations, follow gains and losses, check out the Yahoo Finance Podcast. Every day, we'll give you a quick overview of the latest market and financial news that you need to know. You'll be able to hear about the biggest headlines in the business world in three minutes or less, right after markets close. It's perfect to listen to while you make another cup of coffee or work out a new budget. Check it out now. Listen to Yahoo Finance wherever you get your podcasts. That's Yahoo Finance wherever you get your podcasts. Eric C. Baucus writes, on our Facebook site, it is completely unprecedented for a person to be elected to president without either A, holding elected public office at the state or federal level, or B, being appointed to a federal position, cabinet, or military commission. There's no single example of this since before the current Constitution. And Eric is right about that. Secondly, Eric says, I can't think of a single incident where a person has been elected, including Nixon, where they were able to win when the former presidents of their party refused to even give tacit endorsement. Trump can't garner any support from the Bushes, and Jeb is in the never-Trump camp. Two great points, and they're two trends that I totally would consider if I did six on each a six or seven on each side. I'd considered looking for ten. I never intended to just stop at five. It was just at a certain point you have to stop. I think there are many more trends favoring either one. Those are just important ones that I wanted to point out because they weren't part of the discussion. Those five on each side that I discussed in that cast. You bring up a great one. Uh, It is unprecedented to have this level of this lack of support on the part of the former presidents. No. Close as I got for a winning candidate who wasn't supported by the party, uh, supported by the party's president, elder president, former president, uh, was 1960 when you heard Truman's not-so-flattering comments about Kennedy's too young, wait his turn, a little young whippersnapper and the like. And I wanted to point that out. I, I, 
in the end, Truman, though, did give even more than tacit support. He he actually went on and campaigned for Kennedy in 1960. I still just think when you listen to that uh, quick statement, it would be so jarring, and I think it would influence the minds of a lot of voters for the rest of the election, no matter what Truman did afterwards, that Truman didn't really think Kennedy was as qualified as other people could be. Now, Truman might have been helping out his friend, Adelaide Stevenson. He also didn't have a great relationship with Joseph Kennedy Sr. He felt he was an isolationist, too chummy with Germany. One of the comments that Truman makes about Kennedy and referring to him being a Catholic is saying that uh, it doesn't matter which church a man goes to. It's not the Pope that I'm afraid of. It's the Pop. So, obviously, he was a little bit uh, worried about the son of Joseph Kennedy entering the White House. But you're right. Uh, this year, the fact that there's no former president on the Republican side supporting Trump uh, may be mitigated in, in some voters' minds if you take into account that you know Trump ran against Jeb Bush, so it kind of makes it obvious, and then the two living presidents are Bushes. So, you know, there's that we don't have uh, Ford or Reagan to go to to see what they might say about Trump, although I have my... I have my suspicions. Secondly, you, you bring up a fact that I was yeah, I was kind of blind to that. It, it totally could have been one of the trends that I mentioned in my cast, and it does counter the first trend about Hillary being a cabinet member a little, is that Trump is a novice, and you really haven't had a president who didn't come from a place of public responsibility, either being a general or being a governor or senator or something like that, or one of the few cabinet members. So, great point. Uh, closest I can think of is, you know, Nixon had like eight years as a private citizen and then came back in 68 and ran, but he was always seen as a political figure. He did run in 62 for governorship of California and lost. But he'd have a stint there. Uh, Reagan had four years. Hillary Clinton had some time out of office, too, so he didn't go right from the cabinet. So, great point and totally a respectable historical trend that you could say normally wouldn't favor Trump because no one has ever done it. It's not just rare. No one has ever done it. I think one of the reasons it didn't come up for me is that uh, there's so much venom these days about politicians and public officials and public service, and both on the left and the right, and the left more from like that Bernie Sanders camp and the right more from the Trump supporters, that public service just being equated with an opportunity for corruption these days, that uh, I wonder if it's the asset that it used to be. But I still think it must be, and historically it has been. And for a large group of voters, uh, probably even a plurality, uh, that experience does matter and they will be looking at it. For for a plurality of people who are informed and who vote. So I thank Eric a lot for his comments. And um, it... it it gave me an opportunity, I very often like the comments because it gives me a little opportunity, it gave me an opportunity to kind of like do a little more research on that Truman-Kennedy relationship and uh, had no idea it made a statement like that. See, I don't know everything. <laughs> thanks for listening and again, thanks for subscribing to the uh, Premium Podcast. Look out for more bonus episodes like this.